0: Bleacher Creatures Podcast. Bleacher Creature. Bleacher Creature. Bleacher Creatures. Bleacher, creatures. Bleacher, creatures. Bleacher, creatures. Bleacher,
1: creatures. Bleacher creature. Bleacher creature. Bleacher Creatures. Bleacher Creatures. The Bleacher Creatures himself.
0: And we're live. Second time this week. And given the 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 end of the week flurry of news with, you know, Porzingis getting traded, all this Anthony Davis rumors swirling around. Me and John figured we'd give you guys a little bit of extra content just because, you know, why not? We're podcasters. Content is everything, isn't it?
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So I I can't stress how annoying it was when I'm literally in the process of editing episode eight, you know, getting it ready to post and I get the alert from Bleacher Report saying, "Oh, the Knicks just dealt Porzingis to the Mavericks for like a massive package swap." Right. And it was just kind of like you really couldn't have done this like forty-five minutes ago. Right. But yeah, I I know from I've been talking to a lot of Nick fans because everyone I know are Nick fans. Let's just face it, net fans aren't a real thing. It seems like at least here in New York, but people that I've talked to have been a lot of mixed reactions as far as, you know, obviously people loved Porzingis, like, you know, he was he was never, like, you know, getting suspended for drugs, or he never hit anybody, or, you know, he just seemed like a good kid who enjoyed being here, but apparently he fooled us all.
1: Uh, that meeting, that so he had a meeting... <laughs> And uh, after that meeting, it was announced that, obviously, he wanted his trade. But that meeting lasted all of five minutes.
0: Yeah, it didn't seem like and a bunch after, of a meeting.
1: Within 45 minutes, he was gone. Yeah. So I think that there was things that were known beforehand, it seemed, because it was way too... If you have the time from when he started that meeting to when he got traded, it was about an hour and 15 minutes difference.
0: Yeah. it w- yeah, The timeline was so short and so quick. It was, it was, I mean, I never expected Porzingis to get traded. I'll make that, from my end, I never in a million years thought the Knicks would trade their best player because he wanted to be traded.
1: The only thing that might have made sense was if they traded him for Anthony Davis, a disgruntled star for a disgruntled star. But what they did was they gave up on a guy who is a freak if he ever could stay healthy which is a big if with him. We know that, but yeah, they, they put all their chips in this year's free agency pool. That's what they did. Yeah. The Durants, the Kyries, the Kawhi's, the um, the Anthony Davis possibility. Yeah. Jimmy Butler, who I really don't want. And they taint the season. They obviously want Zion Williamson, who doesn't obviously, but they want the number one pick. Yeah. And they want, uh, they want two stars, two max free agent contracts. That's why they did this trade. And if it works out that way, they're a genius, right? Yeah. If they get two stars, they get the number one pick, they're they're a genius. But uh, if if they, they, you know, shit the bed, they get no stars, they end up with a third or fourth overall pick. I mean, they probably just set that franchise back another 10 years after 20 years of just misery already.
0: Right. Now, for the record, I think the timing of – the trade, because, you know, let's be real, we're, we're pretty much at the halfway point. You know, All-Star Weekend is what, a week and a half, two weeks away? Yeah. The Knicks are currently the worst team by record in the NBA. So if yeah. we stay on this trajectory, the the prophecy, quote-unquote, would be fulfilled where you would at least have the best shot you've had in years to get Zion, R.J. Barrett, or at least a top five. At the at the bare minimum, you you'd figure we'd walk away with a top five, plus uh, room for two max yeah, max contracts.
1: In this, in this year's draft, there's Zion, and then there's the next group. Okay, um, no Barrett's the yeah,
0: automatic two, Bar- and Barrett's huh? an impact immediate impact player.
1: Yeah, but he's don't not shortchange as, RJ Barrett. I don't think he's as good as Zion.
0: Probably not, but Barrett brings a different style of immediately good impact to no, a team. and
1: so is that. So was that kid, Ja Morant, from uh, what, what from Mur- small school? It's Murray right. State. Murray State. Uh, yeah, No, they're good, but I think Zion will help you sell more tickets. You know, it will get more of a buzz going. I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're 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 probably right. I mean, it, it's it's Zion. I don't. I can't recall. Like obviously, the circus with Lonzo Ball a year or so ago was was for completely different circumstances. You know no, that was that, with all no, the all no, the that, shit with so the brothers, the fucking Lavar being an asshole all the time. It's a very different, you know, set of circumstances. Or even with Andrew Wiggins, like when he came out number one. You know, we he, there there wasn't there was hype, and he would played for a damn good Kansas team. But nobody seems to be must-see TV the way that Zion and Barrett – well, granted, they won't be together in the NBA, but at least people are going to show up to watch Zion, and then it's like, oh, shit, that R.J. Barrett kid's also really fucking good.
1: Yeah, well, here's the thing, okay, is these NBA players are – they are ruling the game. They are deciding where they go. It doesn't matter if they're under contract or not, or for how many years they're deciding where they go. The Knicks did this apparently because they have—it's they, not a hope. They—they they really think it's almost a given that Kevin Durant will be a New York Nick. They also think that Kyrie Irving will be a Nick. That—that's what they're saying. They—they, they, according to other executives around the league, they think it's a lock that those two are going to be Knicks. Um. I don't know what else to say. I, if it, if that's the case, then they're geniuses, right?
0: Well, I know, like you would obviously heard that, and I'd read those same reports. The other thing was, if you get none of them, or if you get maybe one, and then allocate, you know, money, however else you know, you feel you can. If it, if you don't make it to the playoffs in the next year to two years, that entire front office needs to be fired
1: well no I think that if if they don't get two max free agents and a top three pick I mean they obviously don't control a pick but you know what I'm saying is if and I don't count Jimmy Butler by the way as a max free agent
0: no Butler no Butler is the worst of the guys that could get a max I
1: also I also don't count Clay Thompson as a max free agent
0: um, He's second I bet. He's slightly on my ranking, quote unquote. I would put him above when Butler. You
1: trade a guy, a guy like Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah. Okay. At 23 years old, you better be able to get back Kyrie and Anthony Davis or Durant. You need two or Kawhi. Yeah. Two out of those four. That okay. Then it makes sense. Anything less.
0: Yeah. They, then you. Yeah. Then then you're fucked, and we're back at square one.
1: Right. I mean, I right. So they better. They, I think they do know that. Hey, geez, sorry about that. Very good. I think they do know that. Uh, they can get. To, I have a feeling they've just talked to these guys. I feel like there's a lot of sketchy shit going on in the NBA with the players saying, "Hey, where are you going to go? Where am I going to go?" Yeah, the, yeah,
0: you're right. Though we we are in such an era where it's it's. Where are we meeting? It's almost like these players are making lunch plans and then staying there for three years to win a title. Right. Oh, meet me in and Miami. Then, uh, we'll we'll all just that. sign contracts and and fucking you know hold the hold the salary cap or hold the team's cap space hostage. Right. which um, I get it. I mean it's that is by far how you make it how you make title runs. Golden State proved it the fucking heat did it that's just how it that's just how the nba is and it's infuriating
1: right it is that i i just think that i i think that the knicks knows they either know something or they gotta be the stupidest people in the world because you can't make this trade on an if you can't well you cannot make this trade on if. i don't like dennis smith jr okay the guy is not six foot three i know we had argument about this earlier He's not six foot three. He's just not.
0: Either way, he's, he's not. A, but either way, he's a point guard. It's not like his height's gonna is a difference between what position he plays. He's a point I guard.
1: Like, he can't <laughs> shoot. He cannot pass. Yeah. He doesn't have a go-to move that he can go to twice by memory. Okay? He is he, he's not that good. He's an athletic freak that doesn't know how to play the game yet.
0: Yeah, well, that's the God, for, well, well, also, God forbid, these kids actually stay in college for more than a fucking year or two.
1: Right. I'm so,
0: I'm sorry. AAU is is the, do the are they teaching you basketball? Yes, but if you're at the elite AAU level, you're going on these teams and basically surrendering your entire free time. To basketball for the sake of getting a, a one and done type scholarship or at least a full ride somewhere D one or high double A. Sure. That's just how this operates. The problem is, like Anthony Davis is and like the Marcus Cousins, I guess maybe they were more advanced with their basketball IQ, which is why they transitioned into productive pros immediately. But a kid like Dennis Smith who went to NC State, he's not playing for some legendary coach who has a track record of churning out, like, immediately productive NBA players. He's not – yo, whoever – yo, NC State, it's not Duke. It's not Carolina. It's not Kansas. It's not Kentucky. It's not even fucking Florida.
1: No, it's not. I I think that Dennis Smith is going to get traded.
0: Okay, for what? Another point guard? I don't
1: know. I don't know who they want. I don't know what's going on. All I know is what I think is Dennis Smith Jr. will know, and Emmanuel Mudiay are not in their future plans. I don't think. I would keep Mudiay. I would, too. I like him. I don't think they do. Well,
0: here's the problem, dude. If you trade, we have three point guards on the roster, right? Nilakina, right. Dennis Smith, and Mudiay. Right. If you trade two of them without at least getting one back, you don't really have a point guard.
1: Who says he won't get one back?
0: But I'm just saying, would would you
1: give up two to get one? Sure. Who, all right. Who would you then? Who would you target? Well, I don't know what you can get. I don't know what the market is for a Nital Akina right now, or a Dennis Smith, or you, you'd
0: have to think Nitolakina can get you something high because he is what twenty.
1: <laughs> well, what I will say is this: uh, it's obvious the Lakers want. Uh... Anthony Davis,
0: right? No shit, and he he clearly would not mind being a Laker.
1: Well, Lonzo Ball said he'd he'd only be willing to play for the Knicks or Chicago. That's hysterical,
0: because as a so, second year rookie, you have zero say in where you go.
1: But that's what he said. So if yeah, but he said he's not going to suit up for any other teams.
0: Yeah, he, okay. Have fun with that. Have fun. Have if you're. See, this is uh this is this is my frustration with the balls. I can't. Who gives a fuck if you are getting paid to play basketball? Go fucking play. You've earned zero respect in the league aside from being in the league. You've done nothing. You haven't made an Olympic team and won gold. You haven't even made an All Star team. Right. Nor have you even been in the skills
1: contest. Correct. Like, who the fuck do these people think they are? We could sit here all day, and I would agree with you all day. Right. However, the point is, is that that's what that's what he said, and that's what would happen. So when you ask me, who would Dennis, Dennis Smith Jr. or Frank Ntilikina get traded for? My response would be, if Anthony Davis ends up a Laker, it would most likely be Lonzo Ball.
0: Well, what I did, you see, the offer that the Lakers floated to the Pelicans. Yeah, sure did. It was pretty much what. It was Ingram. It was Kuzma. It was Kuzma, it was Kuzma ball, ball, Ingram.
1: No, no Ingram. Kuzma, oh. Ball, Rondo, Beasley oh. in a first rounder, and uh, and and the Pelicans laughed time. at it. Yes, that wasn't even close. Yeah, to getting a response. So, to me, what that means is is we want uh, they want everybody. Yeah. Well, it's – they want Ingram. Yeah. They want Ball. They want Hart. Yeah. They, they want the Lakers to trade
0: <clears throat> Literally everyone dunk, under the dunk. age of 30 On that roster
1: Right They'll most likely come to something Where they will get three of them And a first round pick So three out of Hart, Ingram, Ball Yeah, And who else am I missing? Who's the fourth?
0: Hart, Ingram, Ball, Kuzma
1: Kuzma They'll get three out of those four And maybe a uh, first round pick that's that. That's yeah. what I was. I
0: I trade. can't I can't see the Lakers giving any more than one first round pick because at that point you got to keep some of the young guys. Then you can't you can't give five under twenty five solid players in the league and two first round picks for a guy that you have zero chance of uh, there's zero oh, guarantee of resigning.
1: Now, let's just play a hypothetical situation here. Lonzo Ball gets traded, then the next trade, Dennis Smith Jr. for Lonzo Ball. Now you got Lonzo Ball, Zion Williamson, Durant, and uh, Kyrie, and Knox. Look at that.
0: Yeah, well, the, the only problem that I have with that is you seem to think that we're going to get the first pick. It's the Knicks. Bet God hates the if Knicks.
1: You're, if you're doing all this, you better get the first-round pick. That's all I'm going to say about and that. And that's
0: the only thing. You have a better shot of getting Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant than the first-round pick because the first-round pick is literally a barrel of ping-pong balls. How often yeah. is it that the, that, the, that the worst team from the year prior actually ends up with the number one pick? It's shockingly rare.
1: Yes, but they, what I'm trying to say is if you're doing all this, you know, you better come close. You you got to land it.
0: Right. All I'm saying is I, if we don't get, I would, like, if, let's say we get the number two and we end up with Barrett, I'm still thrilled.
1: No, no, I, that's fine. I'm just saying from a, from not from a skill point, but from a, a marketing standpoint, on the same poster you have Lonzo Ball, Zion Williamson. Obviously Zion's a bigger name. That's all I'm trying to say.
0: Right, and it it's pretty much guaranteed that Zion's going one. But dude, like yeah. dude, like Jarrett Culver, solid. Frickin' you know, uh, Morant from Murray State, solid. I think John
1: Morant could be better than RJ. And Biden. dude,
0: and we're also forgetting the other super freshman at Duke. Cam Reddish is a beast too. I don't think so. Oh, you're out of your mind. Nazir Little from Carolina is solid.
1: No, I don't think that. Yes, but these guys are under. What I'm trying to say is, in my opinion, Zion's on his own level. Barrett and Morant are second. The second tier group. Yeah. Then the third tier group is filled with your reddish, your Nazar Littles, uh, the guy on Gonzaga. You know those those Oh, Hachimura. Yes. Yes. There we go.
0: Yeah. Well, dude, the Gonzaga guys, like Kelly Olynyk's been a been a surprisingly good pro. Yes, he has. And uh, I, I'll, I'll forgive the Adam Morrison fiasco, but you know how wrong. you know how we said it in episode eight how certain college football programs churn out very good pros, usually like LSU is great with corners, Clemson is wide receiver, you etc.? Yep. There's certain programs that I trust. Gonzaga, very high on that list. Same with St. Mary's. From the from the West, those are those are sneaky great teams every year that seem to not get the credit, mind you. And you see, I know you seem to be fully engulfed in the Zion wildfire. Guess who took Duke to the woodshed in the Maui Invitational? Fucking Gonzaga. That, yeah, right. Because those guys actually know how to play basketball. It's not just oh, oh throw right, it up right. to Zion. <laughs>
1: No, no, I agree. I'm just saying that this Knicks trade better work out. It can't be – they cannot make this trade on an F. You can't, and I hope they didn't.
0: Right. Well, you have – I read an article, like a reaction article from SB Nation, and they said even though you traded Porzingis, the Knicks will always have two things going for them. One, it's the Garden. Two, it's New York City. It's always going to be, you can be the shittiest team in the league, but at least you have arguably the most desirable home arena to play in and arguably one of the three best destinations to play in. Even when we suck, the, the Knicks fans still care. Like If I'm, I'm going to sign a max contract with the Knicks, I would at least hope that people give a shit.
1: Well, I think they're just waiting for somebody to come. It's been so long. Well, right. Well,
0: when you when you blow dick for how many years, eventually...
1: years.
0: Right. You haven't been good since Starks, Ewing, Charles Oakley, and, and you know the LJ years. And
1: they had one good year with Carmelo. One good year, right? Right. no
0: nope, not it. Yeah, and I was actually angrier that we got Carmelo back then than I was now about trading Porzingis. Uh, we gave up way too much for Carmelo, and yeah, it completely uh, fucked that trade us.
1: trade was... Yeah, and Carmelo wasn't exactly a two-way player either. Right? And the other so. thing too,
0: and the other thing too that we have to keep in mind with this Knicks trade is the current GM, Scott Perry, he didn't draft Porzingis. He didn't that was all Steve Mills and Phil Jackson. Right. I think sure. what has to be I, I give Scott Perry credit for putting his stamp on this roster, because let's be real, we've had a, we had a better draft slash preseason signing period with undrafted free agents like Alonzo Trier than we. Yep. That one period of draft leading up to the summer league was better than probably the last four out of the five last drafts. Let's just be real here. Like I understand, no, I, we got Porzingis, but we didn't do shit with Porzingis. We didn't win anything.
1: But we, the thing is, could we have? Right. Well, I'll in never, theory, I, honestly, if the Knicks' plan was, to, here's my question: if they were so certain that they could get two of these guys right now, yeah, why wouldn't they tell Porzingis? We, with you here, we can get one of them. And why wouldn't he want to stay? it? Doesn't? It, that's what my question is. That's very well, confusing. Well,
0: what I'll say, what I'll say is this. If you're Porzingis, you had no plans of coming back to play this year. When in reality, you probably could have, because we we were hearing a lot of stuff in the past couple, excuse me, the past couple months that were saying, "Oh, the rehab's going good, the knee's getting better every day," but we never heard like an end goal, like an end date. If you catch my drift, so it it, it, it right. seemed like it pure been, speculation, okay. and I'm not saying Porzingis would like sabotage his rehab because that would that would destroy his career, but at least it did. It didn't seem like yo know, even when you jumped on Twitter, you never. It it seemed like Porzingis didn't like he kind of detached himself from the team.
1: Well, somebody I think it was Coach Fisdale said he's not near ready yet, and then. Porzing has posted a picture of himself doing sprints saying, I'm doing just fine.
0: Yeah, but like, you, but you see that little shit there? That little rift? Where Fisdale I don't think you want- Right, like Fisdale's a good coach. He's been around. He's actually done things with yeah, solid but Fisdale teams. Fisdale
1: has a bad reputation for not getting around with along with star players.
0: So what is he, the Adam Gase of uh of the NBA? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I but he did go the, before the Knicks signed him. He met with Porzingis, and I guess Porzingis okayed it. But, but, I, don't, but I don't think this had anything do, to do with
0: coaching. But you hear the insanity of that sentence? Porzingis had to okay the guy who wasn't going to play this year anyway had to okay our coach. Fuck him.
1: Yeah.
0: Fuck him. Yeah, go to Dallas. Ha, go thing. go to Dallas. Have fun playing for Mark Cuban.
1: He's, and, gonna, he's gonna do great with Doncic over there.
0: Donkey Doncic, Doncic is a fucking animal. Him Ugh. and
1: KP? That's a great tandem for years and yeah, problems. Yeah,
0: that's Euroswag for days. Yeah. It's the it's the second coming of Nowitzki and Nash.
1: Absolutely.
0: But what's the but here's the thing Dallas doesn't have shit else. It's just the two of them.
1: Yeah, and what know,
0: and and what if Porzingis doesn't like the Mavericks coach or the the fucking GM or the you know the fucking secretary to the fucking marketing director? Is he is he is he going to pull this same bitch shit that he just pulled?
1: I think he just thinks that the Knicks are a mess and that's it. Time to move on. The plan. He came out with a statement. He just came out with a statement right now saying, "Knicks fans, you guys deserve better." Yeah. Well, you know what? Literally, right this second, he came out with that.
0: That's so. fine. And my response to Porzingis would be, have fun in Texas and prepare to eat a bag of dicks if you ever decide to come back and play. Because Dallas ain't much better. He ain't making the playoffs this year, and he probably won't next year.
1: Let's hope they don't next year so the Knicks get a higher pick than them, right?
0: See, here's the thing. Now... And I, I'm, I, and I promise you, what I'm about to ask you is not me being like trying to lowball you here, or me being an asshole. As a Met fan who gets their occasional playoffs and then usually sucks for like a year or a couple years in a row, All right? When you're the being a Mets Nick fan and a Jet fan, you by you just have a, a shitty you know, choice of of team in per se and the fact that you don't see success very much. And that's a that's just fact. Right? Yeah. So when you have star players from your team that are bitching that they don't wanna, you know, be on the team anymore. Like if I'm not saying the Jets would trade Jamal Adams, nor am I saying that the Mets would trade Ahmed Rosario. But wouldn't it annoy the shit out of you as a fan that the injured guy who hasn't actually played with the current unit is bitching? That that the culture sucks? That the team... We know the team sucks. The plan was to eat a bag of dicks. That was never not...
1: Yeah, that's why I'm very confused as to what he was confused about. Listen, this team
0: is not built to win. This team might do well if it was still in, like, the Big 12. Like, this is basically a good college team.
1: Yeah, if, we, if they played Duke, who would win? Well, actually, I probably think they'd beat Duke, but yeah, still.
0: Th- yeah, that's that old 0-16 Browns versus Alabama argument, yeah. and I'm opting for the pros every single time. But whatever the case may be, right now we have a great Big East team. That's it. Like, but that's the fucking plan. That's the whole thing. And also, you know, you, and I don't think that
1: they told Porzingis this beforehand. So that's why it's a little no
0: crazy. shit they did. But also Scott Perry wasn't the guy who drafted Porzingis. You, you but, see what I'm getting at? The previous yeah, regime, oh. the ones that literally took us from on a little bit of a rise to a crash and burn are gone. You gotta let the new regime actually do something, and you gotta build it from the ground up. If you're bitching that you don't want to be there, then get the fuck out, then, because it's this is not an immediate fix. You got to at least wait till July.
1: July. Why didn't he say he wanted out beforehand? I think a lot of this was planned, to be honest with you. Do you? That's what I'm saying. Seems like all one big scheme. I don't know about all that, but. I mean, this guy, all right, Christoph Porzingis knew the plan before the year was to tank. The Knicks are tanking. They actually did it right. Correct. And then he said he wants out. Right after he says he wants out, within an hour, there's a trade that's already completed. Yeah, Done.
0: Well, here's the thing. If Porzingis says he wants out, and you, I had heard reports from... You know other executives around the league that said that th- that they had no idea Porzingis was available, or else like people would have thrown their hat in the ring. It just—I
1: right. don't think the Knicks did this right.
0: I don't think they did. What would you have done then if if you, if your guy, who's also again not even on the court, says he wants out? Good, we're better off without you. At least the three or four guys we're getting in return, plus two draft picks, can produce. The one thing Porzingis um, can't do right now is actually play.
1: I think you could have gotten way more.
0: From who? Who's so going to give us... Now, granted, DeAndre Jordan, Dennis Smith, Wesley Matthews, and the two first-round picks. Of, of the current NBA players, only Smith is controllable beyond this year. DeAndre right. Jordan is pretty much a rebounder and an alley-oop show. He's an older version of Zion. And Wes Matthews is a solid player.
1: Zion Williamson to DeAndre Jordan,
0: okay? Well, in terms of in terms of the gimmick of Zion is the playing above the rim. That's what he does best. That's why people actually watch him, right? Because the dunking.
1: Comparing Zion to DeAndre Jordan.
0: Well, the gimmick the gimmick between the two of them is identical. Is the dunking and the above the rim play? It's identical.
1: Zion could take the ball court to court. When's the last time you've seen DeAndre Jordan take five dribbles? in a, Oh, DeAndre a Jordan
0: can't even hit a free throw. Zion, I'm not saying Zion can't hit a free throw. Zion is a more complete player than DeAndre Jordan will ever be. But I'm just saying the gimmick of them is the above-the-rim, dunking, acrobatic shit that both of them can do. All I'm saying is if you have a disgruntled star who's not playing and he wants out, then go fuck yourself. We don't need you then. If you're all you're going to do is bitch from the sideline, then why— I get w- traded. Trade and also, and who's going to give right you now. more than two first-round picks?
1: I think you could have gotten two first-round picks and a guy equivalent to Dennis Smith Jr. that's better than Dennis, Dennis Smith Jr.
0: Okay, that's who? We're not, we weren't going to get Lillard from fucking Portland. We weren't going to get Donovan Mitchell— we weren't. No, you... we're, the only per the only team that in my head would have made any sense to flip Porzingis to would have been maybe Memphis. I would have loved to have gotten Javon Carter and two first round yeah, picks. Of
1: course. Well, of course you were Javon Carter.
0: Well, dude, he plays phenomenal defense even at the pro level, and he's he's a legit true point guard.
1: I mean, I I don't think that that wasn't.
0: If you're shitting on Dennis Smith, then at, at least acknowledge the fact that Javon Carter was a first-round talent who somehow fell to the second, but he was never going to be a top-ten guy.
1: Cause the reason not... I think he fell to the second round was just to the fact that his, his ceiling was not that high.
0: Dude, Carter, every time to- every year he played, hitting threes, making good passes, not not turning the ball yeah, over.
1: I don't think that his ceiling was that high. That's...
0: Yeah, well, he's doing pretty damn well in Memphis.
1: I, I would like to know what the Knicks were offered for Porzingis. There had to be more than one yeah, offer. Yeah, I was right going
0: to say, I would love to see what if there was any well, – like See, this is the anti Mudo theory. You took the first offer you got? Well, we don't know. We don't know. Well, the, Right, I'm saying it I would love to know like if they, there was they, a second they offer.
1: Had a meeting. It seems like they had a meeting and he was traded. Listen. For all you know, the Knicks could have wanted to make this trade and called him into the meeting, say, Listen, we're thinking of making this. Do you actually really want to stay here or not? And he's like, No, go ahead and make it.
0: Shit. I mean, but there's so many ways to, to paint this picture, right? Like, it could have, Porzingis could have been in the room when they made the phone call, like you just said. They, there's so many ways this could have gone down. I would like to think that you should have at least taken three phone calls and weighed your offers. Once you release that Porzingis is available. I agree. Maybe they did. Yeah. I'll, they did. We haven't heard anything. Right, which leads me to believe that, that if, they have if, if Adrian Wojnarowski can't dig up the any other teams that made a phone call to the Knicks, that leads me to believe that only one offer was made.
1: Right, and they took it.
0: Yeah, like I said, it's the anti-Rio Mudo situation
1: anti JT Realm but you're right. I, I, I don't know what else to say, you're right. Right. It's th- 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 this shit is astonishing.
0: And it's also the, the anti Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is playing again at an all star level like he's gonna do every year. But at least Porzingis I will say this. I if I was a Pelican fan, I would be super pissed at A D. You'd have to be because you fucked yeah. over the whole team. You pl- you
1: played your cards way too early. And you released it well, through your fucking. That's agent. why maybe maybe that's why the Knicks dealt them. They're like, this is value, it's just gonna get lower and lower if we keep. It. That could be the well, other thing. Well, yeah,
0: morale's gonna drop. I mean, listen, we're the whole point of a tank is you're gonna suck. You know this. That that's ask any rebuilding baseball team. It takes a while to fix a team. It's not a one year thing, but the NBA is situated where you can literally fix your team. In one summer.
1: That's why I don't understand why he was so disgruntled.
0: I, I don't get it. I'm well. Remember, he didn't get drafted by Scott Perry. That was Steve Mills and Phil Jackson. So maybe doesn't matter. Well, yeah, it does because a team, the the people that draft you, and you know, put their faith in you, and you know, whatnot. You're going to be automatically more drawn to them than the guy who replaced the guys who drafted you and have a complete 180 philosophical difference than what you came into the team expectation-wise.
1: Right? Yeah, I still I still just think that what they... Listen, they could they could be geniuses, right? They can get the number one pick. They can sign two max free agents, and this is never discussed again, and nobody gives a shit about Porzingis. But they, the, the the Knicks organization has not given any Knicks fans reason to believe in them over the last twenty years.
0: Right. So, but but, but that's the beauty of the whole thing. If we sign two free agents, I'm keeping my expectations low. Like when you say, like, oh, we're going to get Zion. I don't believe a fucking thing until Adam Silver reaches his hand in that barrel and pulls ping pong balls.
1: I can't. Well, I'll tell you what. If they don't end up with a Zion or even a Barrett, yeah. I don't know what do. Then they botched it. I And that's not in their control. I get that.
0: Right. But but you would be pissed if they got the kid from Murray State?
1: Yeah, you know, I don't think he's that good comparatively to Zion Williamson. Well, this year's
0: NBA draft is fucking weird where there seems to be the the cream of the crop, like two or three guys, basically everyone on Duke, and then the the drop off.
1: Well, John Morant seems amazing when you watch him play. I don't know if you see but yeah, it's just but
0: dude what, but what the the only problem with kids that are playing in the in the Murray State, you know, Moorhead State realm they, like, some of them, like Kenneth Reed came from that same conference. So did sure. Isaiah Cannon from literally Murray State. They're good teams, and they tend to do well in the NCAA tournament. That would lead me to believe that you can play at a higher level. Or even even a better example, Brad Stevens got the job with the Celtics because of how good Butler did every fucking year in the tournament. And turning right. out good pros like um, like Mac and Gordon Hayward right so I I buy into the small school theory case in point Steph Curry went to fucking Davidson
1: I want to see how he does versus top talent first
0: I right well the NCAA tournament and at least the beauty of Duke is that the ACC this year is probably the best college basketball conference in America it's either that or the Big 12 right now
1: the conference, say,
0: yeah. the, the conference tournaments are going to be fascinating. Uh-huh. They always are. But when you have so many one and duns on one team that Duke's got this year, not to mention Virginia Tech's a top 15 team, Florida State's a top 20, Wake Forest and the rest of that conference, even Syracuse, is going to always give them a run for their money, let alone goddamn North Carolina. Yeah, I agree. And NC State's a top 25 team. Yeah. The, the ACC this year is so loaded across the conference that if they can survive that and at least make the Final Four, obviously the some credit's going go to go to Coach K. It always will. He, It's deserved. But I got to see how Reddish, Barrett, Zion play in these big spotlight moments. Like, no offense to your St. John's, Playing Duke versus St. John's on a Saturday in Durham is not a primetime game.
1: No, it's not. But I think that Zion will – the person I need to see the least from is Zion. It's really Barrett and Reddish you need to see. You know what Zion can and can't do. You know he needs to just be able to hit a, a jump shot. Right, but
0: I want to see more than points from Zion. I want to see ball movement. I you want know. to see defense. I, I know that. But I want to keep seeing that. it. I want to see if he plays harder with more intensity, more swag. When the, when the stage and the lights get brighter, will he bring that intensity?
1: Um, I want to see more from Baird and Reddish.
0: No, I'm curious to see all three of them. I can't imagine Zion would be afraid of the of the big stage. He seems like he's more than well-equipped to handle the big stage.
1: You don't know about the other ones though. That's the and if the Knicks don't pick high I feel you know, more
0: confident it. in Barrett than Reddish right now. Hence why Barrett in every mock draft I've ever seen is going to. But Reddish Reddish has a lot on the line with his postseason play. So do the so does the kid from Murray State. So so do, so do pretty much everyone else not named Zion or R. J. Barrett.
1: Yeah, I mean the the only kid that I've seen questioned with Barrett is uh, John Moran. So yeah, we'll say listen, it's all a big if with the Knicks. But I hope they know it's not a big if. I hope they know a lot of stuff that we don't know and the rest of the fans know. I really hope so. Yeah, Otherwise, they, yeah. they made a huge mistake.
0: Yeah. No, you're definitely right there. They got they. Hopefully, they know something.
1: Maybe they've talked to Durant. Listen, I with all what's going on today, I feel like these players already know where they're going. I don't care what they say. It's no coincidence Kyrie Irving agreed to stay in Boston, and then this trade happened. He got asked, and he basically said, you know, I'm going to play my free agency now. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's, you know, does, 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 that's not a coincidence to me.
0: No, uh, definitely not.
1: Kevin Durant stating two years ago he would never play for the Knicks or whatever it was, then now saying, I'm going to see what happens.
0: Right. Well, you the, know, I mean, let's be real. The, the NBA now is basically a
1: league of whores yeah that's it all
0: it's, it's exactly what it is it's whores and team building
1: all like, these guys do is they decide where they and their good friends are going to play and they want to win a championship there then they'll disperse and go somewhere else
0: right it's like i said it's the sunday it's the sunday brunch appointment that you just so happen to stay there for three to five years
1: yeah uh you know even yeah, poor zinius not for nothing Porzingis is going to be a free agent in two years, and that's going to be interesting to see.
0: Yeah, I wonder, because eventually he's going to play. I mean, everything heals. But I'm curious to see him and Doncic are going to be immediately compatible just because of where they come from. The European Uh, style of play is their natural inclination. Right. So... If you if the two feature guys on that team are your Euro studs, you'd have to think Porzingis would at least be super comfortable with his co-star being from the same fabric.
1: Yeah, no, I you know it's just we're gonna see what happens. Um, that, that's all I can say. We'll see yeah. what happens. We'll see where Durant Kawhi. Anthony Davis, Butler, Kyrie, where all these players end up. Hopefully yeah. two of them are at least wearing a Knicks uniform, and it's not Butler.
0: Yeah, well, we got what? Uh, what are the odds? We need two out of a group of six?
1: Well, you got it. Davis, Clay, Butler. Durant. Durant, Kyrie.
0: Kawhi. That's six. So, yeah, so we need to hit on a third of the top free agents, and we've fulfilled the prophecy.
1: Realistically, you know, I don't think you're going to get Durant and Anthony Davis. Real, but, but realistically, there's no reason why you can't get Kyrie and either Dur- – if you get Kyrie, who I think is most likely to come to New York, and then either get one of Kawhi, Durant, or Anthony Davis – Well, dude,
0: signing Kyrie yeah. legitimizes the rest of the market as far as the free agent's opinion of the Knicks.
1: Right. I agree.
0: He immediately m- turns the Knicks into a magnet.
1: Yeah, and maybe then one of these other guys will sign there, and that's all it'll take. Listen, if they do get the first overall pick, you put it with Durant Yeah. and Kyrie with Kevin Knox, with Mitchell Robinson, with Dennis Smith.
0: Trier, with the Dotson, Trier, the whole line.
1: Dotson, uh, Cornet which used to, I mean, Valet, I, that, that, that yeah. There's no reason that can't be a top team in the East, I'll tell you that.
0: Well, yeah. Well, the East is always a five-team conference, and then the other ones just kind of limp into the playoffs or fade out. Uh-huh. This is how it is. But yeah. What, yeah, But whatever the case may be, we'll see how this shit plays out. And obviously, just so you, the, you, the listener, knows, we're going to keep talking about the deadline until the deadline comes and goes because yeah. I'm super fascinated to see where AD goes. And I will say this. The MLB trade deadline tends to be super active. The NBA deadline gets super, super hot, super quick. Case in yeah. point. So, I'm curious to see who who pours gas on the fire and starts the you know the movement.
1: Well, we're about to find out real soon, hey, huh?
0: Goddamn right we are.
1: But what are you doing for the Super Bowl? today? I
0: I will be asleep because I uh, what. Well, I'm saying after we finish this, I'm gonna go to bed. I'm gonna try and wake up in time, but I'm not going anywhere. I like to watch football in the comfort of my own house if I can. I hear the yeah. So I'm not. I'm not. Trust me, I'm going to watch the game. I'm not stupid.
1: But just in the comfort where one hands down your pants, scratch in your balls, and the other one has a drink.
0: Pretty much. Well, I I don't drink on days I work, but
1: yeah. I I didn't mean it like that. Yeah. You, yeah. Like,
0: but, yeah, point is, yeah, I, I prefer to be comfortable.
1: Sure. I hear you. But All yeah. right. Well, enjoy the game.
0: Yep. And on. yes, sir.
1: All right. Sounds good.
0: Yes, sir. Peace. All right, bye. That was a pretty solid first version of what I'm going to call now the fast break. No, that is not NBA specific, but that's a shorter version of what we tend to do. And if it like like I said earlier, if some news pops up that you know is outside the normal parameters of our episode and our timeline, obviously we're going to keep giving you the listener as much content as you want cuz y'all deserve it. So, like I always say, go give us a listen on Anchor or Spotify or Stitcher and you know, get at us on social media. Give us a like. We're, all, we're still waiting for the first person to take the leap and recommend a topic. So please, get at us on the social medias. Give us a listen on episode 8 and this one. And we will keep you all in the loop when we find out more shit. Enjoy the rest of your guys' weekend. And remember, go Rams. Your Creatures Podcast. Bleacher Creature. Bleacher Creature. Bleacher Creatures. Bleacher Creatures. Bleacher Creatures. Bleacher
1: Creatures. Bleacher Creatures. The Bleacher Creature himself.